0: Everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Journey podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, we are going to be talking about mankind's war on God. This is going to be a very interesting conversation, but also an interesting study because we are going to dig into some of the deeper, more spiritual meanings of scripture and bring some things to light that perhaps uh, some of us have never thought about before, or that some of us have never seen or considered before. So I would ask you to please listen to this podcast in its entirety. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, It's going to be very interesting. And I would also say before we get started with our conversation, If you have family members and friends that are caught up in all of this negativity and chaos and division and political upheavals that's happening in the world right now, please consider sharing this show with them. And that's not to get me more listeners. I've said from day one, uh, it doesn't matter to me if it's one person or one million that listens to my show. I do this as a service to God to plant seeds of light, talk about my thoughts, my experiences, things I've discovered and continue to discover on my journey with
1: God. But I feel that this particular show is really important, and I I hope that a lot of people will share it And have others listen to it because there's a lot here to
0: consider. There's a lot here to reflect on and then look
1: at our own lives and say, where am I at in my own spiritual walk right now?
0: Am I headed in the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? Am I really walking in the light and following God to the best of my ability? Or am I being distracted by all of this noise? And is all of this noise actually getting me off of the right path?
1: And then we might ask ourselves, is all of this noise on purpose? Is it meant to distract us? You know, this
0: is one of those topics that came to me last week in my own private prayer, meditation, and time of reading of Scripture, and it was just one of those downloads you hear people talk about. It just came to me all at once. The Scriptures, the deeper meaning of the Scriptures, the message, and when those spiritual downloads happen, I believe that they're important. And I believe they have significance for all of our lives. And that's why I feel this is a very important podcast that we need to listen to, all of us. And why is it important? Well, let's get into our subject. And I want to start this conversation off by saying, when we read about events in the Bible, We read about things that happened in the past, but what a lot of us don't understand is that many times they also
1: foreshadow things that will happen in the future. And this was the first
0: verse of Scripture that came to me during this download was Ecclesiastes 1, verse 9.
1: And it reads, What has happened before will happen again. What has been done before will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun.
0: So right off the bat, we're being shown and we're being told, Hey, what's happened in the past is going to happen again. Maybe in a little bit different form, but it's going to happen. What people have done in the past, they will do again.
1: Maybe in a little bit different form, but it's going to happen. There's nothing new under the sun. History
0: seems to love to repeat itself. And mankind seems to like to make the same mistakes over and over again. Mankind likes to go down the same dead-end roads over and over again. Why is that? Many people have asked the question, why does history seem to repeat itself? Why do people continue to make the same mistakes? Why do so many of these politicians seem to make the same mistakes and fall into the same terrible patterns? Why Have we learned nothing from the past? Well, the answer to that question, in short, is there are some people in this world who do not want to learn from the past. They want to repeat the past, but
1: succeed at what their predecessors once failed at. And we can start to get a very
0: clear picture of all of this from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, reading down to about verse 7. We're going to read this and then we're going to kind of unpack some of the deeper spiritual meaning so this becomes clear to you about what we're talking about here. What has happened will happen again. What has been done will be done again. People repeating the past, and they're doing this on purpose. They're doing this willfully. So let's start reading Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me that I can go and worship him too. Now jumping down to verse 12, the story goes on that the wise men left. They find uh, the baby. They worship. They open their treasures to him. But then it is said of the wise men, picking up in chapter or verse 12, When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Then going down to verse 16, Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children refusing to be comforted, for they are no
1: more. So let's go back and unpack this a little bit so we can understand what this is telling us. In the beginning, we see
0: that Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we came to worship him. Now, there is a lot to extract from
1: that one piece of scripture. But suffice it to say, the star that rises in the East is the
0: light of truth that arises in every human soul and consciousness at one point in time in their lives. We've all had that moment where we know there's something greater than this world. We know there's something more than this than what we're seeing around us in this material landscape. And so we follow the star. We follow that light of God. We follow that light of Christ within us, seeking truth that we may come to worship,
1: to true worship, to true understanding. Now, again,
0: there's a lot that can be taken from the Scripture because right from the get-go, when that light rises in the human soul, that light rises in the human consciousness, there are many people and entities and voices in this world that will look to extinguish that light right away. Think of the parable that Jesus wrote about the kingdom or the parable that Jesus spoke about, about the kingdom of heaven being like one who sows seeds. Some fell on good ground. Some fell on shallow ground. Some fell on uh, rocky ground where there was choked out by thorns. So as soon as that light rises, as soon as that spiritual seed is sown, and you start to seek the truth immediately. There are voices and people all around you who look to extinguish it, pollute it, or destroy it. And some of those voices can come from family members, friends, and even religious communities. As they give you false information and interpretations of that light they look to choke it out or they look to make sure that the roots of that light are shallow like the seeds that fell on the path that did not have uh, good soil where the roots could not take so there's always this war to extinguish the light or at least pollute and misdirect you in following that light of God, following that light of Christ. And the only way you find the child, the only way you find the Messiah, the only way you find the truth is by following the light exclusively, not the opinions and directions and misdirections of the people around you. Perhaps that should be a subject of another podcast about the personal following of the light and the many pitfalls and distractions and problems that look to extinguish it around us. But then, this is mostly what we're talking about in this show, is those bigger voices, those bigger powers, if you will, that look to extinguish the light. People like King Herod, who asks the question, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? People like Herod, who tell the wise men, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. King Herod was a man who heard about these prophecies. He was inquiring about them. Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? He knew who the Messiah was supposed to be. Go find the child. Come back and tell me that I may go and worship him too. He knew the truth. He knew the prophecies. But did he self-reflect and say to himself, gee, this is happening in my lifetime? This is really happening? Maybe I should do a little bit of self-examination about who I am, what I've done, how I'm governing as king? No, he didn't do that at all. He looked to extinguish the light he looked to literally kill the messiah and he was furious when the wise men didn't come back and tell him where the child was so he sent out and killed every child in the vicinity who was two years old and under in hopes that he would get the right one now why did he do this Why would he know the truth? Why would he see the truth unfolding in the world around him? This prophecy likely coming to pass in his life. Why would he look to lie and to kill and to destroy that light? Well, it's selfishness. King Herod did not want to bend his knee to another king. He wanted to remain in control. He wanted to remain in power. He wanted to go forth with his agenda the way he thought he should do things. He wanted to remain supreme ruler. And by gosh, he'll do this even if it means trying to kill the very Messiah that was prophesied about. Now let's bring that, ladies and gentlemen, into the modern era. Remember, what has been done will be done again. What has happened will happen again. How does this apply to the modern times in which we live? Well, we have a lot of King Herods in the world right now, and many people know them as the elitists. Who are the elitists? Getting rid of all the conspiracy theories, all the nonsense that uh, so many people spew uh, you know, <laughs> about this these days. The truth of the matter is, these people who are the ultra-rich, these people that are entrenched in government, in the banking system, in the economy, you know, the 1% that have all these billions of dollars. These people are referred to as the elitists, not just because they're rich, oh, we're elite because we're billionaires, that's part of it, but the other part of it is because of the philosophy that they believe in they believe that they are from an ancient and special bloodline their heritage makes them elitist many of them go back to dictators and rulers of the past and some of them not so nice this is why these people refer to themselves and others refer to them as the lords of the earth and the masters of the universe they believe and their agenda is to build their utopia their eden their garden of eden in this world according to their design and they believe that eventually they will go out and conquer the cosmos they will be as gods lords of the earth masters of the universe and this is why we see so many of them interested in this technology of downloading their consciousness and their memories into robots and computers they're always looking for ways to achieve immortality now that immortality is not going to be for you and i it's going to be for them the elitists the masters now you and i are looked at like you know, some religions in the world. They say, if you're not part of our heritage, if you're not part of our religion, if you're not part of our bloodline, uh, you have no part with God. You're little more than an animal. You're just cattle. You're just sheep. You're good for nothing to, but to be killed or enslaved. Now, there are religions that believe that. I won't name them, but you and I know this uh, to be true. Well, the elitists have a similar viewpoint. There's them, and then there's us. And we are looked at as being the sheep or the cattle, the subhuman. And there's too many of us. We're using up their precious resources. And this is why they have no problem getting into things such as population control, putting all kinds of garbage in, you know, the food or, you know, certain vaccines and medicines, you know, they th- actually think they're doing the right and good thing, getting rid of
1: most of us. We're just cattle. We don't deserve to live free in their world.
0: We're just wasting and using up their precious resources. Now they want some of us to hang around, but to be their servants. Think about that idea of some other religions. Those outside of the bloodline, those outside of the religion, those outside of the nationality or the certain heritage are only good for what? Two things, to be killed or enslaved. And that's the idea of the elitist. They will kill many or look to kill many and enslave the rest as their servants or their worker bees, as some people say. Now, this can be researched. This can be looked into what their philosophy is. Many of them that that belong to these... uh, uh, secret societies and strange little religious groups and cults that they seem to belong to. Uh, they, the elitists, they do follow a Luciferian philosophy. It is not Lucifer in the way that we would look at it or most people look at it as, you know, the devil in the Bible, the fallen one. They look at Lucifer from uh, a different religious perspective that he was the Lightbringer, he set mankind free from the oppression of the gods. So the elitists and their philosophy, they know there's a God, and they see many of the prophecies being fulfilled, and they even fulfill many of the prophecies through what they do and the evil things that they do. But they don't care. Because their idea is, this God, this outside force, we know it's there. We, like King Herod, have seen many prophecies unfold. We've perhaps fulfilled some of those prophecies. But it doesn't matter. Because in the end, the elitists are looking to extinguish or destroy that light so
1: that they maintain control and power. Lords of the earth,
0: masters of the universe, they remain in control,
1: bowing the knee to nothing or no one. Because to them, that is oppression. Now, they'll oppress others. Oh boy, but
0: following God, bowing to the creator of all, well, you know, that's oppressive to them. That just shatters the ego because we're so special. We want to remain in control. So really, that's what this is all about. And when you hear people talk about all of these uh, supercomputers and things like CERN, uh, you know, where they were just talking recently about CERN, uh, saying in just a matter of time before the end of October, uh they feel that they're going to uh open a doorway to another dimension and make some kind of contact with, you know, something. I mean, this this was literally uh in the news. I don't have the the article be uh before me at the moment. But it probably is true that the elitists in their plan is they grow with technology and scientific information that they're trying to build machines trying to come up with technology uh that possibly would be able to make war with and destroy the light because now if we can tear open altered alternate dimensions with our gadgets and gizmos and <laughs> you know, uh, super run colliders, well, hey, maybe we could just tear open this place that's called heaven and just blast the light and extinguish it for good, and we remain in control. So it does make a certain amount amount of sense that they're looking to make war with God. They're looking to destroy God. And they do that in two ways. They do that... On the larger level, by polluting the light that's within you, but then also literally looking to destroy the light when it finally shines and makes itself known in this world. Let's just get a little hint of that by reading in the book of Revelation. This is Revelation chapter 19. Beginning in verse 11, and it starts out by saying, Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. Jumping down to verse 16, On his robe at his thigh was written this title, King of kings and Lord of lords. So we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the light. At some point in mankind's future, that light will be revealed. The heavens will
1: open and we will see whatever that seeing may consist of at that time.
0: But now let's go down to verse 19 and see their response to the revealing of this light. This light of God, this Christ light, Christ himself. Verse 19. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world. Let's read that again. Then I saw the beast and who? The kings of the world and their armies gathered together. To fight against the one on the
1: horse and his army. And there we have, folks, the
0: picture of these self proclaimed elitists, the King Herods of our day, the kings of the world and their armies, gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And that's what I said in the beginning of this show. If and when the very heavens open and Jesus is seen with myriads of angels coming in the clouds, what will the kings of the earth do? What will these elitists do? Will they say, Oh my God, this is all true? Will they bow their knee? Will they submit? Will they say, I was wrong? Will they say, I believe in God, I want to take
1: a better way? No. They try to make war with Christ.
0: They look to destroy, to extinguish the light, and kill the Messiah. What has been done? will be done again. What has happened in the past will happen again. At the birth of Christ, the kings of this earth tried to destroy him. At his revealing, at the end of time, the
1: kings of the earth will look to extinguish the light and destroy him. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why it's so important not to get
0: caught up in all of this garbage that's happening in the world right now. This is why it's important, and I know that some people are going to get mad and feathers are going to get ruffled at this point. But if you've come this far and it's making sense to you, please listen. You need to get out of the political cults. You need to get away from the cult of Q. You need to get out of the MAGA cults. You need to get out of the Democratic cults. All over the, it doesn't matter who it is. Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Republican, Democrat, tyrannical leader in some other country, all these people are cut from the same cloth. And if you look at what they're doing and what they're saying and the division and the chaos that they're causing, the lies that they tell, the lies that they've told, the gibberish that they speak that actually (laughs) makes no sense. but yet we're swallowing it like poison, polluting and eclipsing that light within ourselves.
1: These people are not your saviors. And if we don't start
0: backing out of these political cults and all the other
1: little cults that surround them, You mark my words, many people,
0: good people, are going to be led into a deception the likes that this world has never seen. That beast system is coming. That Antichrist system is coming. And the kings of the earth will align themselves with it. And if you are aligned with the kings of the earth, you may be going to church on Sunday right now. You may be speaking the name of God and the name of Christ right now and God bless America or God bless wherever you happen to be in the world. But you may find yourself then actually standing with the kings of the earth Under the beast system, under the antichrist system, ready to make war on Christ himself when he is revealed in the end. When the heavens and the dimensions open, and this physical reality that we're living in
1: is shown to be nothing but an illusion, you'll be standing with them looking to
0: destroy the one you once praised and believed in. Because these people will somehow convince you that he's the enemy. He's coming to oppress you, not them and their beast system. The deception is going to be
1: massive. And there's going to be a lot of good people That are going to fall for that deception don't be one of them
0: Heed the biblical device come or the biblical advice rather that says come out of her my people and touch not the unclean
1: thing don't set yourself up for this kind of deception look
0: If you're a spiritual or a religious person right now, but you're being brainwashed by these politicians to hate other people because they're Republican, because they're Democrat, because they're Black, because they're Mexican, because they're whatever, you are being deceived. You are being set up for that ultimate deception. Don't get mad and turn off the podcast. Listen to what I'm saying. Does not the Bible you read say, if we have not love, we have no part
1: in God? And the love of God is not in us. We
0: can't mix fresh water with bitter water. We can't love and hate at the same time. We can't follow Christ, yet look to have earthly dominance through our politics
1: at the same time. Folks, we can't do it. This is deception.
0: This is eclipsing the light This is polluting the light, and eventually that polluting and that eclipsing
1: will become the extinguishing of the light. They will kill it in your soul, and they will kill it, or try to kill it, when it is revealed from heaven. Don't let them do that to you. Get yourself out of
0: that mess. Yes, you are going to lose family members. Yes, you are going to lose friends. Think about the words of Jesus that enemies, your enemies will be those in your own household. Mother against father. Son-in-law against father-in-law. Brother against sister. Are we not seeing that happen right now because of these
1: political divisions? And it's going to start happening on a greater scale, believe me,
0: if we don't stop this freight train from going off the tracks. You've got to be ready. Understand, if you're upset right now You're upset because you know what I'm saying to you is the truth. And sometimes it's hard, especially in this day and age, to pull ourselves away away from our opinions and those things that we've been indoctrinated with, especially politically.
1: We have to do it for our own good, for our own spiritual welfare. This world isn't going to last forever, folks. That revelation, that revealing, that opening of the heavens is going to happen. And will you welcome it? Will you be standing with
0: it? Or will you be standing with the kings of the earth under the beast system, under the antichrist system, looking to destroy it? Because you've let them bleach every ounce of truth and love and dignity out of your mind and soul. They know what they're doing, folks. Our government, governments across the world for years have looked into these programs how to control people through mind manipulation and all these different techniques waking hypnosis techniques to try to control the masses they know what they're doing but folks, they need your consent to do it They need your consent to do it to you.
1: Don't let them, please. Perhaps this is a conversation we should pick
0: up at another time. There's so much to be said here, but uh, this really covers a lot. And I hope you've listened, and I hope you understand and know that what I'm saying to you is the truth. So think about these things. Share this show if you know people, if you have loved ones that are caught up in all of this nonsense. Don't let them extinguish the light. I thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, follow the light, And don't let anyone extinguish it in your soul. I'm Paul James Caden, and I'll see you next time
1: here on The Infinite Journey. God bless everyone.